Welcome to From a Particular Point of View. I'm Dale. This is a podcast where we look at American life and times through a perspective of faith. Politics. Why should I trade one tyrant 3,000 miles away for 3,000 tyrants one mile away? An elected legislature can trample a man's rights as easily as a king can. Nerd. with my sense of enlightenment. Yes, this is Dale. Good day to you. And this is from a particular point of view. If you have any comments, responses, questions, uh, please uh, yeah, give them, return them, whatever, to watercoolercomments at uh, gmail.com or watercoolercomments at hotmail.com. Anyway, uh, with that, we will continue with one that I've been playing for a while. Um, it, it's one that I don't know how long it's going to be considering that I used to know a lot about this topic, and now I haven't done it a lot, and I forgot maybe too much. I guess we'll see. Anyway, this one, as I promised before, will be on ham radio, or amateur radio, or whatever. <clears throat> so pretty much, if you see like a vehicle go down the road with lots of antennas, sometimes large ones, chances are he's an amateur ham. And what they are is pretty much, a, or if you're going by a house, you see a tower with big antennas, or then there's a good chance, you know, he's an amateur ham radio operator. Most people don't know what that is. Um, think of it this way. Let's say you have a CB operator and you have a ham radio operator. Well, the CB operator is more like the trailer trash redneck. Why? Whereas the ham radio operator is like the one with the master's degree in maybe engineering or something. Um, 
they, they have similarities, yes, but I found that um, the ham radio operator is much more civilized, much more knowledgeable. Um, very, yeah, just uh, I, I've been to two, both of those in my life. I start, first started out at CB. It was fun while it lasted, but then it just, um, it just, I don't know. You kind of get tired of it, I guess, of that part of it. Um, for one thing, it's they're both regulated by the FCC, Federal Communications Commission. Um, <clears throat> however, the FCC has seemed to just forgotten about uh, C- the CB band, 11-meter band. Um, it's the point to where you get on there and there, there's not supposed to, you're not supposed to cuss. That's how it is. But, you know, against regulated, just like anything on the TV or, or, or broadcast radio, but they do constantly. <clears throat> but I think it's the point to where if they was to arrest or, or, uh, fine every single person on the CB in the country who, who cussed, you have to have a, a mega army of, um, people. You know, to to take care of that. So they just said, heck with it. Let them have their fun. You know, whatever. It's not doing that much damage. Unless, of course, your radio interferes with broadcast uh, TV, radio, fire, police, whatever. Anyway, what I'm going to do is, um, here is an old YouTube video that actually it's been going on for a while. Um, any The people out there who are a little bit older may remember Walter Cronkite who at the time was considered the most trusted man in America. He was, I think, on CBS News at Anchor or whatever, but um, this is way back. This is back before you actually trust the media, not unlike today. Anyway, um, Walter Cronkite, uh, may he rest in peace, um, is also a ham radio operator. And this is a little piece about ham radio operators. And, um, and uh, yeah, just pretty much about it, what they do and what they go through and all that. So um, let's see if I can... See, there we go. You see, it's your sound of fires and stuff. Is what this is. All of us will remember the 2002 fire season. Years of drought, record temperatures, plenty of fuel, and times that seemed the whole of America was burning. I'm Water Cronkite. I'd like you to hear something. Electricity's out in Chinatown, and I'm maybe I'm the only working generator. They're just two average guys who saw the need and volunteered. Hold on, the station. Please stand by. They're radio hams, amateurs, giving of their own time and spending their own money, trying to help out when and where America needs it most. Not just at wildfires, but at earthquakes. Hurricanes. Tornadoes. Just one tornado now, the other one died. And floods of any disaster. Hams belonging to amateur radio's emergency groups were called out on September 11th when America came under attack. Cell phone and landline circuits were jammed and virtually useless. But dozens of radio amateurs helped the police and fire departments and other emergency services maintain communications in New York, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. The country asked, and they responded without reservation. But being a good Samaritan sometimes brings with it a risk. And sometimes it's not just risky, it's downright dangerous. There's a gas leak! Let's go! Turn around! Get out of here! Gas leak! 
That's exactly what happened in Colorado in June 2002 on the 137,000-acre Hayman fire. This is rural America out here. You can't always rely on a cell phone when you need help. It looks like the wind shifted back to the west and uh, or northwest, and uh, it's, it's moving the fire back in this direction. The fire is just right over this ridge here behind me. It's, uh, starting of course, these gentlemen you hear now are actually talking on handheld, handheld radios. The sky had already turned ominously dark. The air was thick with smoke, making breathing more difficult. The sun reduced in intensity to little more than a light bulb through the smoky haze. The wind, increasing in speed, began blowing the fire toward the volunteers. The sheriff came through a little bit ago and asked us how fast we could get out of here. We're basically right across the road from the last fire line. So they stood by their radios, handling emergency communications for the police, the fire, the Teller County Office of Emergency Services. Can I get a status update your location, please? Uh, things are pretty quiet. The uh, firefighters should be coming in for supper before long. Well, the damage to radio operators in this particular event has been very significant. We've provided a lot of communication capability. We're in an area where it's difficult to communicate. As a result, uh, our capabilities greatly enhance uh, the efforts of law enforcement, of firefighting, of the Red Cross, and the Salvation Army. Anyway, it goes for longer than that, but um, yeah, it's um, ham radios. The uh, it, there's a group that is most in most communities called ARIES. It's an acronym for Amateur Radio Emergency Services Group, and groups like that associate with themselves with uh, local police and uh, and sheriff and sometimes fire and all that. So in, in cases of extreme need, like um, well anything that happens, whether it's storm, fire, earthquake, whatever. Ham radio step up. Um, ham radio operators are a particular breed, not only because most of them are somewhat educated, they have to be. I mean, um, you have to take a license, a test to get your license for the FCC. And it's not everybody can do it. Many people fail the test. But still, it's your own equipment. You purchase your own equipment, and the equipment isn't really cheap. I mean, you can get deals on equipment, but for the most part, when I first got my license, uh, back in 2006, I believe, I was looking in the popular ham radio magazine, and the very back, um, it showed, I guess, a top-of-the-line uh, all-band ham radio station. And I believe the price for just the radio alone was like $10,000. I was just like, wow! You know, but then again, many of the people who who purchased these are older gentlemen, probably retired, who probably have some money maybe a little bit disposable income or maybe some people just get into it some people get into it and they just uh, they love it so much they just purchase they just buy and if they got the money for it that's great but it, ham radio plays a very vital role in that uh, back in 64 up in alaska there was an earthquake a very uh, well-known earthquake people up there know it very well and back in 64 with the earthquake everything went down everything of course they didn't have cell phones back then or computers at least not for civilian use Everything went down. So what they did, they got in the ham radio. And that's how they communicate with the outside world is through ham radio. To this day, um, 
I believe ham radio operators, um, if they actually have uh, want to choose to put their call sign on your license plate, your your taxes, it, it avoids them of ta- car taxes, I think, and up, up in Alaska. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. But um, not only is it for emergency use, ham radio, it's also for, for fun. Um, you get your station up and running, you get everything tuned in right, and you can hear people from around the world. Um Actually, uh, with my vehicle, I have some antennas on my truck, and every every now and again, I'll go into a gas station, and somebody says, hey, I bet you could pick up your space station from that, can't you? I tell them, actually, yes, I can. They look at me kind of funny. You can? Yes, I can. If I knew what frequency and what time, yes, I could. And the great thing about that is if you do manage to make a contact with the space station, they will actually send you what they call a, C- a QSL card. A QSL card pretty much is a hard paper proof that, yes, there was a contact. There was confirmation of contact between two parties. And a few of my friends have got that. I'm kind of jealous over that. But uh, also, um, there is a a TV show, I forget what what network it was on, called Last Man Standing. Tim Allen played it, and I believe that the producer of the TV show was a a, a radio hammer, a licensed radio operator, and I guess within a few seasons, it, it, it coerced uh, uh, Tim Allen, the actor, to actually get his ham radio license, which is pretty cool. Um, I believe in the show, everyone, almost everyone, actually has a license. Now, the actors themselves, I think, I, I believe most of the production crew has licenses, but maybe not the actors. Anyway, it's fun. Again, you can talk to people around the world or across town. I mean, there may not be, pe- there be people in your town you don't even know. And you'll sit down one evening or whatever, turn the radio on, and it used to be that you can tell where a person was at by their call sign. Um, and that's not so much anymore, because I first got my license in Alaska, and I chose to carry it from Alaska to here. Um, not everybody does that, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad, because I, I wanted to keep some part of me from Alaskan with me as I moved down here to the uh, People's Republic of Oregon, but... Um, ham is fun again it's a little expensive and if you don't know really what you're doing you could not really mess well you could mess things up but you could also if you don't know what you're doing don't if you don't do it properly you may not hear or talk very well because there's antennas involved there's tuning involved electronics um all of which is in the uh the the test manual so you will learn that stuff through books because you have to well you don't have to take a book go through a book but you have to learn some kind of online course or book or whatever to take the test and now today there are three different levels of, of, of licensing there's the tech uh, license there's a general class license which i have and there's an extra class license which allows you to operate any frequency in the ham band um back when i got my you know, a year after i got my license they changed it so that you didn't have to have morris code to become a radio operator Back in the day, you did. So now, uh, anybody who has a license can use Morse code, if you can use Morse code. I cannot because I don't know code. It's, to me, it's um, some old guys say that they can't do code because they can't hear the tone. Well, with the keyer I have, I can adjust the tone. I still, I think it's like dit, da, da, or whatever is A, but I can't, the dits and the da's run together, and I have a hard time processing them, and I I prefer not to. But anyway, um, so yeah, so today's thing's all about ham radio and the enjoyment of it. At least I enjoy it. Um, my call sign is KL2BO, and most people, when they do give their call, they call it in phonetics. And why phonetics? Because like C and E and D and E, and they're, it's easy to misunderstand the letters that sounded like. So use phonetics. So my phonetics will be Kilo Lima 2, Bravo Oscar. Anyway, so with that, um, 
that's about it for 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 today so uh if you want some more information on um on ham radio either email me again at uh, at watercooler comments at hotmail.com or watercooler comments at at gmail.com or just go to i think the arl website that's a the arl is um an acronym for i think a national uh, ham club i believe but um or just look up something you know ham licensing and it'll it'll bring you up to it'll on the you know google or whatever to show you how to how to obtain your license and what it takes and involved and everything else it's it, it can be extensive but it can also be a very lifelong and very joyous and an interesting and an entertaining um thing and it's also and any age can do it you, you there's no age limit is if you can pass the test boom you got your license simple as that there i think the youngest one i heard was like i think it's five or six and the oldest one is well i don't know but to people that are that's one thing about ham radio is because typically they're older gentlemen they older gentlemen have this bad habit of dying so, and they die at, unfortunately, little quicker rates than you'd like. But anyway, so that's t- today's. Um, one thing I also want to do is give a congratulations um, to the state of Virginia for voting in um, definite Republicans. Uh, let's see, it was um, um, Winsome Sears, the lieutenant governor, lieutenant governor-elect of Virginia, and Yunkin. Governor Yunkin of Virginia and some others. So, so Virginia made us proud as a conservative, not necessarily Republican, just conservative. So I'm hoping that that's a, that's a sign of what's going to happen uh, soon to be in the, the 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 elections coming up here next year or so. So anyway, congratulations to Virginia voters. You did a great job, it, in my personal opinion. Unfortunately, Biden's got this really huge problem with voting in socialist ideas and agendas into Congress, which he definitely wants that anyway with that out of the way <laughs> um so yeah um oh let's see the end music i guess you could say um so yeah so until next time um this is dale and it, it go out and get you check out the ham radio thing it's actually kind of fun again you can talk to people either around the world or next door there is a swap and shops. You can buy new stuff. It's you know, it's really it's some. It's almost addicting. I mean, some people take it or leave it. Some people you just can't get enough of it. So with that being said, we're going to move on, and uh, I'll see you guys next time. Um, this is uh, yeah, November, what the sixth, I think. Yeah, Saturday, November sixth. This was a for a time step if, if you're interested. So this is Dale, and this has been from a particular point of view. Have a great day. <laughs>